Hello and welcome to another episode of the Detox Podcast, a culture and conversation podcast where you can detox from the world around you and get a window into how other people live their lives. Come detox with detox. I'm your host, Joe Shaw, and on today's episode, I was fortunate enough to talk to Steve DiPianco. Steve is one of the creators and founders of Dad Ventures. Dad Ventures is a company which is set up to create and provide resources and fun experiences for you and your kids, your entire family. And I'll tell you what, Steve is doing such a great job. He and I get into the conversation of the origins of Dad Ventures, why he was motivated to create it, how he's adjusted in the age of COVID. We also get into some of his entertainment background, what he did in the film industry before starting Dad Ventures, and also how he is working to go along with the mission statement of the show, which is helping to raise inclusive kids for a more diverse and inclusive world. It's fantastic. I think you're absolutely going to enjoy it. So stick around. My conversation with Steve will be right up after this. Welcome back to the Detox Podcast. With me at this time is Mr. Steve DiPianco. Steve, how are you doing today? Doing great. Doing great. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, I'm very excited. Uh, it's almost like we're going to go on a dead venture uh, for this episode. <laughs> uh, wander and go off. I was wander. I was trying to say go yonder, right? Go over yonder, but it ended up into wander, like wander into adventure, I guess we would say. So there we go. Saved it. All good. There we go. Strong start. <laughs> um, I'm excited to talk to you because I think you're doing a lot of great stuff in the parenting world. And here at the Detox Podcast, we're trying to find ways to connect with our kids, to raise them uh, to be more inclusive people and create a more inclusive world. So we're trying to do the work here. I heard a great quote, and I believe it was from Franklin Roosevelt. Um, was spending some time in national parks and saw lots of great quotes from presidents and other people about na- creating national parks. So I believe it was Roosevelt. And he said, we can't always build the future for our kids, but we can build our kids for the future. And so I think mm. too often we do get concerned with, well, how do we make everything great now? And reality is we can't. We just can't. We can do some work to help make these spaces and places better. But it does start at home. So all of that preamble to say, um, when I do have people who are parents that are on the show, I do love to kind of set the tone for the podcast by asking a question. And that is, Steve, what do you think makes a good parent? Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a it's a great it's a great question, and I I think that it's you know everybody has such different experiences, right? Different uh, experiences in how they were raised, how they how they you know choose to raise their children, where they live, um, so many different circumstances. I think for me, uh, being a good parent really just starts with with caring, with mm. with really um, really leaning in. And I, I think a lot about like Sheryl uh, Sand, Sandberg's book, Berg's book, uh, Lean In, and how it was really about um, sort of women um, sort of leaning in more into their careers and into the workplace. Um, and, and I think that as a father who is really engaged in family life and in my household, it's been about how can I lean in more at, mm-hmm. at home? And there's, it's just messy. Like, 
I do things that I sort of regret doing and do things that probably my wife wishes I didn't do. And so it's not that it's not that like I get things perfect. I think there is no like real perfect in parenting. There's just like, <laughs> uh, there's just caring and, right. and, and working at it and, and, and doing you know the best you can at the time. Right. No, absolutely. And it's definitely being authentic, right? And making sure that we are showing our most authentic selves and we're showing up in that space for our kids. And whether we're going to work remotely, or if we are going in at some point back to an office, however that looks, it's making sure that we feel comfortable and we're setting that tone so our kids see that we want to be authentic. And that actually brings us to today's sponsor of the podcast, which is Snuffy. Snuffy is a clothing brand about empowering you to show your weird unapologetically with bravery and confidence. 10% of profit goes to LGBTQ plus organizations led by trans people of color. So shop online now at snuffy.co. That's snuffy, S-N-U-F-F-Y dot C-O. The owner and operator of Snuffy is Nick Silvestri, good friend of the podcast, designed the Detox Podcast logos. So if you like his work, you want to go support him, go check it out, snuffy.co. Okay. So I would love for you, Steve, to give us a breakdown about the origins of Dad Ventures and what sort of prompted you to create this, uh, this brand, this account, this whole experience. And then what have you learned throughout the course of not just creating it, but implementing it for so many other parents? Yeah, and and so so Dad Ventures is a is a company, and and it's focused on strengthening families by inspiring and motivating busy dads and moms to discover and do fun things with their kids. And so, really, it it, it starts from a very personal place. Um, I used to have uh, about about as about a commute as you can as you can have in in Los Angeles, um, about an hour and a half each way, um, and so uh, on a given you know at, at the time I had three kids. I still have three kids, uh, but it was really a, a, a challenge for me in terms of I see myself as a good dad and I want to be an even better dad, but if I'm not spending, you know, if there's 15 hours of my week that's spent in a car, not with my kids on top of the, you know, however long I'm working um, at at work, that's a lot of time that I'm not with them. And so I, you know, I had this sort of like kind of moral dilemma, like, am I a good dad? Like, I think I'm a good dad, but I'm, there's some sort of disconnect. And for me, things really kind of crystallized when we went on a trip to Disneyland and, um, it was my uh, second second daughter's fifth birthday, and it was a really big. You know, Disneyland is is great, but it's not it's not cheap. Right. And so I did a lot of preparation in advance. And so the first thing I did was I, I took my two oldest daughters and I you know I said, okay, let's measure you. Let's see how tall you are. Took out the tape measure, <laughs> and I said, all right, cool. Well, you know, here's all the rides we can go on, so we can eliminate those. And I said, all right, well, what are the top three rides you each want to go on? Like, okay, cool. Okay, good. Oh, you want to go on, you know, the teacups? Great. We'll make that a priority. And then I cross-referenced that list with which rides are like the most popular and have the longest lines. Mm. Like, oh, let's tackle those first uh, before everything gets super long. I cross-referenced that with which rides had a fast pass, which rides were the closest together, et cetera. I put this like 
big giant plan together <laughs> and we showed we showed up to Disneyland and within the first two hours we went on eight rides wow and, and I was like wow this is amazing uh I can I <laughs> like this plan is really working that's awesome yeah. uh but what was cool was I was able to see uh actually a, a really amazing smiles <laughs> on my on my kids show, faces yeah you're showing that picture right now and I absolutely love it that's wonderful and it was really cool when I saw when I saw this picture and I saw these smiles because it really just captured this this incredible feeling. And I thought to myself, wow, this is what this is what being a good dad feels like. Mm. Like I actually did work and it led directly to my kids having these huge smiles on their faces. Yeah. And so I feel fantastic. I feel amazing. I'm smiling because. I feel like I did a good job. I feel they're really happy. I'm feeding off of that energy. And then the most excited and most happy was my wife because she didn't have to do anything. Right. And she just sh showed up and she didn't have to do any of the planning, buy any of the tickets. She just got to show up and have a good time. And so for me, it was the sort of like aha moment of like, wow, uh, you know, there's, there's really very few times out there that like dads really get that like validation, like, wow, yeah. look at this, look at what a great job you're doing. Sure. And so uh, a buddy of mine from college, uh, Devin, uh, we were talking about the story and we realized there was nothing out there um, that really was helping dads get that feeling and helping them figure out how to uh, just like uh, get that feeling of being a good dad more often. And so for us, that was the genesis and, and certainly like lots of learnings along the way, but, um, but that was where it started. I absolutely love that. And I love the, the like business case you put together of, of <laughs> attending Disneyland. It's like, all right, let's get all the stats. Let's get the data out. Right. So you're this tall. We can eliminate those. And based on this, which ones you want to do? Okay, great. We'll prioritize this. We'll hit these up now. Let's see what's popular. Do, 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 do. And it's like, okay, now we can maximize. I mean, it's very like speaking in a business world, it's a very agile way of working. You moved all your blockers out of the way and you just sprinted right through everything. And I, I love that. And it's so true though, because when you, I mean, I, I've taken, you know, kids to Six Flags down here in, in, in Dallas Fort Worth. And, and I remember the first time we took my daughter, it was a lot of wandering around and like, well, can she ride this? Can she ride that? I mean, you spent, you total it up. And I think you spent a couple hours just wandering around, figuring out what you can and cannot do. And if you just do all of this work on the front end, then you don't have to do that when you're there and you can just walk. I, my parents took me to Disneyland when I was five and they did some type of research because we got in and in the first couple hours had ridden so many different rides just like in a similar way. I think it was probably more there wasn't anybody around and we just wandered around and found the rides, but still same idea. And so I, I really love that. So so coming coming to that um, and creating dad ventures, right? What has been um, one of the most surprising things that you've learned since it's been going on. So how many years or how long has it been in existence at this point? Yeah, at this point we've been, we've been active for over two years. Okay. And, uh, and at, at this point, um, you know, so many learnings and, and, and I guess there's sort of two that come to mind off the bat. Uh, so number one, we're, we're dad ventures. We, we really care about empowering uh, dads to be more successful mm -hmm. at home um, and in family life. 
because there are so few resources out there for dads. Um, but sort of number one learning was it turns out that moms also need help. That right. even though there's tons of resources out there for moms, uh, that that what we're providing, the information we're providing, uh, sort of speaks to moms as well. And so, um, you know, parents um, very much uh, just in general just need so much help. So anything that that really helps makes life parent easier for parents goes a long way. That was, I would say, one sort of sort of surprise from 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 the onset. The second one, and uh, was really around just how different parents' experiences are, really based on the age of their kids. Mm. And so um, we did some really extensive research early on, interviewing parents. Uh, so we conducted uh, some qualitative research and then followed it up with a quantitative survey. And we really identified these very distinct stages. So from zero to two, we called that diaper Dan. And, you know, diaper Dan is all about, you know, easy. Uh, by definition, his, his, uh, his level of experience is the least. Yeah. And so everything is, is new. He's a new parent. Um, and, and really, you know, the interest in like spending money and going out on big adventures is really low sure. because this kid, you know, is going to fall asleep, is going to like have some sort of something happen where you have to leave at a moment's notice. Right. And really, and really the day is ruled by nap time. And so from diaper Dan, it switches to, to preschool Pete and preschool Pete is like starting to feel excited about like, oh, wow, I can actually go explore more and like, <laughs> oh, this kid might remember some of this stuff. And so really venturing out further, willing to go do bigger things like, you know, monster truck rallies and, and things like that. Yeah. And then you have school age Sam and onward to, um, I think it was like uh, experienced Eddie. And so for us, it was just like really this like aha moment. What's like, oh, wow. Yeah. Like your, your, your experience as a parent really changes over time. You gain experience and then really the needs of your kids are so different from stage to stage. And it's just one of these things where nobody tells you when you're diaper Dan, like, oh yeah, hey, <laughs> here's how, you know, you know, nap time, that's normal, that your life is all about like free and easy and quick and local and all of this stuff. Right. But just get, just get ready around the corner is this, and then here's where it changes. There's no like yeah. real foreshadowing or, you know, here's what to expect next, which is, yeah. which is part of what we uh, try to instill in, in what we're doing. There's no like year in review, like, all right, Dan, you've had it easy now, but we're promoting you to preschool Pete level. Um, you don't get any money. You start losing more money. And in fact, you're going to need to work extra overtime for no extra pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> no, no, it just show up it's, one day and now it's it's different. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I, and I think, yeah, because I think there's, I think for me, at least from my experience, there's certainly been a like, Oh, wow. I have no idea what I'm doing as a new parent. Right. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm just going to make this up. And so I think, and it's like, oh, my parents were just making this up too. And, <laughs> and so there's like a, there's like very much this like, oh, like you're just kind of winging it. Right. And which is true. You are winging it, but there are also just like very sort of clear stages and, and things to expect that, Hey, when I read what to expect when you're expecting 
Right. You know, 10 years ago, maybe some of that was in there, but like none of, none of it is, has stuck in my brain. And yeah, there's, there's you know, I, I, I'm not reading uh, as many parenting books as, as maybe like, you know, I, I, I could. So right. there's just a lot, a lot out there that, uh, that don't quite even know is coming. Right. Right. Well, what has life been like for you? in the age of COVID. Now, I would imagine that some things needed to shift a little bit, or at least maybe the approach. So what was it like? So let, let's say this, let's go this route. Now that it's been, um, I think we're all kind of tired of talking about COVID, honestly, right? But let's take it in stages. Let's say like what happened kind of immediate, you know, March, April, May, some of those immediate short-term thought processes, what occurred then? And then how have you evolved Dad Ventures now and how are you looking towards 2021? Yeah, so it's been it's certainly been quite a you know quite a roller coaster. Continues to be quite a roller coaster, and you know the 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 first few months were were super intense. Um, I have a really good friend of mine who uh, who lives in Hong Kong, and I saw I think in towards the end of January. Uh, or early February, she posted on Instagram that uh, it's like homeschooling the kids. And I was like, oh, you're homeschooling the kids? She's like, yeah, all the schools are closed. Uh, and I was like, oh, wow, okay, wow, that's that's something. I didn't realize that things were like that that serious. Right. And so, and so with that insight, uh, as things started to ramp up uh, here, I, I, I had that sort of, you know, that, that help in seeing, whoa, this can be like much bigger than like, oh, they might close for a couple of weeks right. situ- situation. And, um, and so for us, we, we, we had been focused um, at the time just on activities to do out of home in, in California. Uh, and, and so we said, all right, we need to, we need to like really adjust and, and really think about how we can help parents um, who, are, who are struggling and don't know what to do with their kids at home. Mm-hmm. And so we, we really expanded uh, our content offering and, and highlighted a, a bunch of different things to do and continue to do that. Um, what we found was that like DIY science experiments, mm. people, people really love taking baking soda and vinegar <laughs> and seeing the madness that ensues right. uh you know kids especially in that like three to five age uh <laughs> so much so much excitement and and wonder around that and so we we we've we we have everything from from that type of content and and really you know like leaning into hey what is it that that people are interested in right now whether it's the holidays or over the, over the summer, there was this Michael Jordan documentary. And so yes. we, we pulled together like resources on like how parents can like teach their kids about Michael Jordan. And, um, and so for us, that was a very, um, you know, big learning curve trying to figure out like how to serve parents when, when they're stuck at home. Yeah. Um, and then as things started to reopen during the summer, started to really feature a lot of that offering as well. Um, botanical gardens, uh, different hikes, uh, just, you know, things that were open that had put in, you know, proper safety procedures, et cetera. And, and certainly, you know, uh, as things were reopening, we, we started to see, especially towards the end of this year, 
like new things like these drive-through experiences and yeah. things that have that have morphed that that maybe were you know sort of like in person you know that have switched to in person but through a drive-through right and so for us it's been really interesting uh, to see how the landscape's changing and and it's just so challenged just continues to be so challenging for parents because you might know what you did last year and maybe 80% of that stuff isn't happening this yeah. year, but you, but you have that need to get out of the house to do something. And it's even greater now because you you're cooped up at home all right. the time. And so, and so for us, it's just like staying on top of what's going on and, and striking that balance between, okay, here's stuff to do, you know, out of home as well as here's, you know, resources to keep your kids at home. Uh, busy at home, especially ones that are sort of less related to screen time, or if it is screen time, that it's ones that are productive, that are educational right. or, you know, help, help burn energy. Yeah. No, I love that. You know, we were talking before we went online and I talked about how over the Thanksgiving holiday, we rented an RV and that's not something that we would have that I would have necessarily done. I mean, I went, my parents had an RV when I was five and we took a couple trips, but that was about it. This isn't something that me or my family are accustomed because we would normally drive or fly somewhere if we want to get away, but we just needed to get out of the house, but wanted to be safe about it and not interact with people. But, and we're like, well, we know that we can't travel like we used to. We, we weren't comfortable staying in hotels. So we rented an RV. We cleaned it ourselves. And we went and just went, all right, we're going to go to different national parks and just camp and hike and just spend, get some time outdoors, staying safe, staying in our own unit. Um, but it's a way to get out. And it's something that I think we, you know, it would be definitely something we would look forward to doing again um, now that we have done it and we've kind of field tested everything. But to your point, there's so many different types of experiences. Uh, we did a drive-through dinosaur animatronic experience earlier this summer, um, and that was fun for the kids, and they got to see it. And then you, like, tuned in on your phone, and it was, like, playing the audio and the all the way through the car speakers, and that was cool um, and different. And, you know, there's also – there's a lot of, like – I see a lot of my musician friends are playing drive-in concerts. So it's the same idea as a drive-in movie theater, but you are spaced out, and you can pop your trunk and stay in or have your seats right in front but the cars are spaced out and the artist is way back but you can see and hear them just like on a movie projector um, and with the drive-in movies and so it is I think what's interesting to me is that instead of I think originally the thought was let's just hold off on all activities because we will resume soon um, and then as things have progressed and we recognize that that's not possible for obvious reasons you see different companies and different groups saying, okay, how can we rethink what we've done before? How can we still provide an amazing and incredible experience for patrons, for our you know family people who are coming, just whoever, but still provide it in a way that's safe? And I think you've seen some really creative ventures. You know, I do think that we're all still learning and figuring out what works best and we're trying to to move and grow and make sure we don't spread anything but still keep safe. But yeah, I think I think there's been new interesting opportunities. I think I even saw on um, your uh, the the Dad Ventures social media account that like there was in LA like a Hot Wheels drive through experience. I was just like, what? That sounds badass and cool. Like like what even is? So I just I I love that. I think that's fantastic. 
Yeah, yeah. The Hot Wheels one is, uh, is, is coming up here and definitely uh, lots of excitement around that. Right. <laughs> now, I want to know, um, what is something um, I would say? So one thing that really caught my attention that I liked it, you talked about, like, for instance, when uh, The Last Dance came out earlier this summer with Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls, ESPN, and then now it's on Netflix. And you pulled different resources for parents to talk with their kids about who Michael Jordan was and his impact on the sport and just society in general. What are you thinking about doing to provide more types of uh, inclusive material or learnings or experiences for kids and families to not just have fun together and out of the house or inside the house, but also be able to grow in knowledge collectively to uh, become more inclusive as a unit and then start to do their part to make a more inclusive world? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say that's like, there's stuff that we've done, initiatives that we've taken that are just at the beginning and still have a lot of room to grow. So certainly, uh, you know, in light of, of all the sort of social, um, you know, sort of strife and unrest, um, you know, through the course of the summer, we started to create content around, uh, you know, ways, you know, content, to enjoy at home with your kids that, that you know, highlights uh, underrepresented stories. Mm. Um, and, and as we look you know, ahead to, um, to the upcoming year, really, really focusing you know, in a more specific way on things like you know, Black History Month, Asian American, Pacific Heritage Month, uh, you know, uh, Latino Heritage Month. Etc. And and also just like really, I would say, even in 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 the imagery we choose, um, really looking to not just show sort of stereotypical um, sort of Caucasian families, but really looking for diversity in in in, in who we in who we feature, and and really, you know, understanding that our, our user base is uh, incredibly diverse, sure. um, that they come from all sorts of backgrounds and we wanna represent and, and reflect that. And, and so for us, I would say like, it's been, it's been um, continues to be like a, a learning process. Um, and, and one that like, um, I would say, I personally am excited to, to grow in and, and have us, uh, develop further. It's been it's been interesting as a as a Filipino American, as an Asian American. Um, there aren't a lot of uh, really easy ways for for me to pass on uh, my culture to to my children. Mm. Um, yeah. And and so uh, it, it's it's interesting because they they actually um, you know have read a number of books about like. Um, you know, Jackie Robinson mm -hmm. and, you know, like Serena Williams and a variety of like African-American heroes. And there just aren't those things for like Asian American heroes sure. or Filipino American heroes. Yeah. And so, um, and so for me, it's like, look, there's, there's a lot, uh, a lot of opportunity out there to, uh, to provide those. And at the end of the day, um, we wanted we want to suggest and, and surface things that we feel are going to be worth people's time. 
that are, so we spend a lot of time on curation and really looking and saying, hey, is this something that's worth recommending? Mm. And is it something that's going to be fun? And, and so for us, it's like when we see uh, parents engaging with like baking soda and vinegar science experiments, it's, it's because they think their kids are going to enjoy them. So at the end of the day, it's like, yes, we, we want to, you know, uh, you know, again, like sort of change the world and create positive change. But it's like, we want to also meet parents where they are, which is like, okay, if my kid doesn't like this, like they're not, they're not gonna, you know, they're gonna bail right away. Sure, sure, so it's yeah. like, how, how do you find that like uh, entertainment and fun aspect as, as part of it? Yeah, no, I think you bring up lots of good points especially with regards to representation. I think there is so much that we have to, as a society, get better at with regards to books in schools. Um, you know, I, I think that's the, the that's the biggest part where we've got to start with making sure that the, the books that the kids have in their elementary school library are as diverse as the student population, right? And even if it's a community that is primarily white, all the more reason to have such a diverse library because then they're not going to come in contact with anybody who looks different from them, whether they're reading it or they're talking to someone or they're listening, whatever. And we need to do a better job of it. And I think you're starting to see a lot of good efforts from people writing books and providing resources like you were talking about, like Dad Ventures and other groups with not only just representation from the content, representation of imagery, representation of stories. And by being able to hear someone who looks and sounds different from me as a white cisgender man in America, I am able to better educate myself on somebody else's perspective and start thinking about things in a different way. I mean, we think about the way in which we pro we as an individual process biases, and there is a, a shortcut way uh, and a long-term way. You know, I forget I heard it earlier and I don't want to paraphrase it but one is you got it goes through the short part right in front of your brain another that goes the long way around and our instant bias is to go straight to the front part of the brain make our like gut reactions and move on make a quick judgment and move on and it's not until we start hearing stories and perspectives from other people that we can take the time to unpack why we're feeling what we're feeling and apply that into the deeper part of our brain to understand some of these these societal biases or perspectives that may have been there um, and start to understand other people's perspectives, be able to share those and be able to help elevate stories that are different from ours. So I think it's fantastic. I'm super excited. I do want to spend a few minutes talking about uh, your work in the film industry. Um, if we're able to. Um, now, I know I would love, there's a couple different things you've worked on. You've worked on, um, what was it? Academy Award winning best live action short film, God of Love, right? And then uh, the Academy Award winning best animated short film, Dear Basketball. And also like the action comedy film, Awesome Asian Bad Guys. So I just, let's let's take like each one of those because the sure. Awesome Asian Bad Guys sounds super interesting as well and i'm very curious about that so let's just start there and then and then get to the uh, the award-winning uh, short films yeah so so yeah prior to to, to dad ventures <laughs> to starting dad ventures my my career was was uh in entertainment and specifically yeah like film um and uh and so awesome asian bad guys is an action comedy 
that uh, I uh, produced and, and co-directed and co-starred in. It's available on YouTube, so it's uh, you can check it out. It's 50 minutes long. And uh, essentially, it's like if you can imagine uh, the Expendables, uh, where oh, yeah. it's a rag, ragtag group of action heroes. Yeah. But instead of the action heroes, it's a ragtag group of Asian bad guys, uh, <laughs> like basically the, the, the villains that the heroes would you know, disposed of in some sort of fight scene or the other. Right. Um, and so, yeah, so it has like Al Leung, who was a b- bad guy in uh, Die Hard. He has oh, like, yeah, the yeah. Right. mustache, the candy bar. Uh, we have uh, Yuji Okamoto, who's uh, he was chosen in Karate Kid 2. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, wasn't he also the dad in Johnny Tsunami? Uh, I believe he was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I've, I've followed that guy's career way more than I thought I did. So. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And um, and uh, Randall Park uh, from Fresh Off the Boat is in it as well. Oh, uh, nice. Dante, Dante Bosco, who is uh, uh, Rufio in, yeah, uh, in, yeah, Hook, yeah. in Hook, is in it. <laughs> um, yeah, a variety of, of awesome, awesome Asian actors and. Um, yeah, that was a that was a, a fun project, and it's it's really cool. I only I just realized recently that it, that some uh, some videos on on YouTube related to it, and the video itself have have just gotten a lot more interest because of the Cobra Kai uh, oh, yeah. series. Yes, um, and so if you like Cobra Kai, uh, I think you'll enjoy um, Awesome Asian Bad Guys. It's sort of like a trip down, you know, memory lane to the '80s. Uh, so lots of uh, sort of respect to. Uh, see those movies um so yeah that's awesome that's awesome asian bad guys love it and uh yeah the other two um uh so god of love is uh yeah short at you know short live action uh film uh and yeah one for uh best pick best uh short at live action oscar in 2011 and that was a, a fun project that a uh, friend of mine from film school uh, wrote and directed, um, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a charming um, uh, sort of Cupid uh, story that's a lot of fun. And then the la- the last one uh, is Kobe Bryant's uh, animated film *Jared Basketball*. Oh, that's um, awesome! Which uh, which uh, I was working for Verizon at the time, and we were the distributor, and. Um, yeah, that was an incredible, incredible journey as well. So yeah, lots of uh, fun stuff in in that part of my part of my life. That's so so interesting. Well, one of the things that I can say, just kind of tying this up, right, is that you're able to take a lot of the I think skills and learnings that you had working in the entertainment industry, whether that is like coordinating large scale types of projects and executing on them in a very profound or profound, profound, well, yeah, sure. Profound, but professional way um, and having it resonate. Uh, So that's one. And then also your marketing work and any type of uh, just being able to package a product and then provide it to people is tremendous. And so I love I'm a huge believer, and I do this in my personal and professional life as well, is finding ways in which what we do well outside of work and inside of work is able to flow seamlessly from one to the other. So I think I'm constantly seeing things that are piquing my interest about making a more inclusive world that I see in my day-to-day life, and I bring it into this podcast, I bring it into work, I use my inf- learnings and and 
everything that informs my decisions and work, and I bring it into this podcast, and I bring it into my day-to-day life, I firmly believe that by being a continuous learner and being able to use the skills that we obtain in our learnings to just make everything that we're in a little bit better, as well as ourselves, that's how we're going to not only grow as individuals, but help grow uh the projects and the products that we have around us. So I absolutely love that. And I love all of the great work you're doing uh, with Dad Ventures as well. I'm definitely going to check out uh, Awesome Asian Bad Guys right after this. I'm super pumped, super pumped about it. I didn't realize all of those guys were in there. I'm like, I knew knew that you'd worked on it. Um, And then to see the list, I just looked up IMDb as well. I was super excited. So that's just, that's for me. Um, But but I'm going to now segue into... A segment I like to call Things to Check Out, and that's where a segment where I share one thing I'm reading and one thing I'm listening to, and I ask the guests to share as well. So uh, for you listeners, the what I'm currently reading, I'm currently reading uh, The Butterfly Effect, How Kendrick Lamar Ignited the Soul of Black America. It is by Marcus J. Moore, and it is a memoir about an artist in their prime as opposed to after they've passed or as their career is wound down. And it's really interesting because it examines the effect that Kendrick Lamar had on rap music and hip hop music when uh, How to, uh, to Pimp a Butterfly came out, which he won the Nobel Prize for, as well as some of his work on the Black Panther soundtrack and just on and on and on, and how his uh, personal trips um, and personal learnings has influenced his music and the music has influenced culture. They're flowing back and forth in each other. So that's great. I'm also listening to American Prodigy, which is the Freddie Adu story. It's a podcast that just came out about three weeks ago. It examines the impact Freddie Adu had on soccer and how soccer impacted him and how everything was really mishandled um, from a lot of angles. And most of it was because um, MLS was down and had retracted, was down to 10 teams and needed something to boost. And so they just hedged all of their bets on this 14-year-old kid that was not did not need to have that much pressure thrust upon him. I think had things progressed now, he would have been able to be developed and and grown up and in a very happy and healthy environment. Um, But yeah, he shares a lot of his perspectives and it's really great. So those are the two things. um, One thing I'm reading, one thing I'm listening to. So Steve, what is one thing you're reading and one thing that you're listening to right now? Yeah. So the thing I'm reading right now is a, is a business book, uh, high output uh, management, uh, which is, I don't know, in a past life, that would seem like the most boring book in the world right now, as I'm leading a team and, and sharpening my skills as a manager. Uh, it's the most, it's the best book I've ever read right now. at this point. I'm about 30% of the way through it. And so really it's, uh, I, I've been a manager in the past, um, but I've never had um, a book really, uh, really so clearly articulate what that job mm-hmm. means and, mm-hmm. and like how to, how to do my job. Sure. Um, I've been sort of like thrust into the manager role without being told how to do it. So this has been really fantastic. Uh, so been, uh, been doing that. And then listening to is, is just a, is just a playlist that I keep adding to. So, uh, about once a year, um, I'll create a new playlist and I'll just start adding new music. And so I'm back in the day, I used to make a lot of um, mixed tapes yeah. and then it became, and then it became mix CD. Yes. <laughs> and then, and now it's just playlists. And right. so um, 
and so I have like this huge playlist and uh, I'm really digging uh, music from this artist named Joji, uh, J-O-J-I, and uh, sort of like R&B. Um, and uh, yeah, there's a song called Pretty Boy and I've played it so much that it's stuck in my kid's head. So uh, <laughs> I love it. It's great. Very nice. Well, now we are going to transition to the final segment of the show. It's my favorite. It is the dad joke of the week. It is a segment where I hurl dad jokes at my unsuspecting guests in an attempt to get them to laugh while the audience groans, but I can't hear my audience. I can only hear my guests, so it works out for me. But I do like to put my guests on the spot. Steve, do you have any jokes you would like to offer up today? Yeah, so how do you know you're, you've arrived at the uh, airport Six hours early. Ooh, I don't know. How? Uh, your dad just got there. What? Uh, it's, it's, uh, I, I totally butchered it, but it basically, like, if you ask, if you ask Siri um, to tell you dad jokes, Siri yeah. will tell you dad, dad jokes. And so this was one that, uh, that Siri said recently. And my dad is, like, notorious for showing up super early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so um, I was like, oh, my God, Siri just like spoke like directly into my soul. She saw you. She just saw me. <laughs> my dad always would get minimum four hours early. Minimum. Right. Earlier, the better, because once you're there, you're there and you can just hang out. You can eat. You can take a nap. You can use your laptop. It's great. I'm like, Dad, I don't want to hang out in the airport all morning. Like, our flight's not till 11. Why are we getting here at 6? He's like, well, because then we don't have to worry about getting here. Like, okay, all right, whatever, right? Like, it's just uh, crazy. I hear you. Well, okay, so I've got some winter-themed jokes as we're we're getting into winter. Um, So, Steve, how do mountains stay warm? How? Snow caps. Snow... (laughs) Snow caps, right? Uh, what do you call a snowman's temper tantrum? I don't know. A meltdown. A meltdown, temper tantrum. Right, right. All right, all right. Last one. Oh, what's the difference between a Christmas alphabet and the regular alphabet? No idea. Well, the Christmas alphabet has no L. No <laughs> L. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. All right. <laughs> well, Steve, if people want to follow you and see what you're up to, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, they can check out uh, our website, hellodadventures.com. They can uh, uh, also check us out on social, uh, on Instagram, Facebook, Hello Dad Ventures. And uh, yeah, would love to uh, hear from people and see what they think about Dad Ventures. So they can, yeah, email as well. Info at hellodadventures.com is a great way to send me a note. Perfect. I absolutely love that. And listeners, if you want to support this podcast, the best and easiest way for you to do it is to go to ratethispodcast.com slash detoxpodcast. So ratethispodcast.com slash D-T-A-L-K-S podcast. And there you can go ahead and select your favorite podcast catcher of choice. Leave a quick rating and review. It really helps us out. So that's an easy way to do it. Uh, Steve, we do need a hashtag for this episode. Should we go with hashtag hello dad ventures? Is that the easiest one or is there a different one that y'all use? Uh, just, just dad ventures, hashtag dad ventures would be great. All right. Well, we will do that. Well, Steve, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was an utter delight. 
You are a fantastic individual and I'm excited for all the great work that you're doing. Likewise. Thanks so much. No problem. Listeners, we'll be back next week with another great episode. But until then, hashtag dadventures. And as always, I will hashtag be a better dad. If you know of an interesting person or story that needs to be told, please reach out to me at detoxpodcast at gmail.com. That's D-T-A-L-K-S podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach out via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Detox Podcast or visit DetoxPodcast.com. Also, be sure to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes if you like the show. It only takes a few seconds and it really helps us out. Link is in the show notes. Finally, thanks for listening. Please come back next week when we'll have another interesting conversation. And special thanks to my producers, Ben Lawant and Galan Aldaco. Without your help and support, this show wouldn't be possible. Thanks so much, guys. Detox is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit VocalNow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W.com.